I think people fail to like use their superpower to like advertise their podcast within natural conversations with people. If you're doing something, if you're creating some sort of content, tell people about it because otherwise they're just not going to know and not going to ever find you. So really just be a walking advertisement for yourself is my best advice. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today on the podcast, we have Paige. Now, Paige has a podcast that talks about some relatively taboo and interesting things. So you're going to enjoy this podcast episode if you're looking for topics that are taboo, that finding ways to discuss more taboo topics, as well as things like ways to promote your podcast by being a guest on other people's show. She gives some really good advice on places that she looks to find those podcasts, as well as ways that she's pitched where it makes sense for the host to say a quick and easy yes. That's really important, especially as we head into the later half of this year. We want to make sure that we are being strategic with our time, strategic with the podcasts that we're on, and ensuring that all of our efforts are going towards things that are going to make a difference in our businesses. She also shares how she uses her podcast episodes in different ways that I think are really fun and exciting and ways that I've told you guys to use your podcasts, as well as giving herself compassion for the times when she's been inconsistent. This episode is so good and Paige is seriously such a breath of fresh air. I think you are definitely going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Paige to the podcast. Hello, Paige. I am so excited to talk about today's topic with you. If you could start by telling everyone who you are, what you do, and about your podcast. Hi, Alicia. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, especially now that we've gotten to chat a little bit already. (laughs) So my name is Paige Bond, and I am a relationship expert and specialize in helping people-pleasing millennials navigate non-monogamy so they can tame their jealousy and love with ease. I have a podcast called Stubborn Love, and that is really catered towards all types of relationships and is really meant to be basically bites sized episodes for people to digest so they can implement real easy to use tools to help better their relationships after just one episode. I like that you make it super simple for people that like, hey, one episode, you're going to get something that you can take away and implement and is going to be great to help your relationship no matter what that looks like. Now, non-monogamy, that is a bit of a taboo topic, right? Like people are like, um, wait a minute what do you mean? And like, we've had people who talk about cancer or talk about, you know, life changing things that have happened and they've created these podcasts off of it. And I always find this very interesting in talking about topics that are taboo or hard, right? To have very real discussions around. So how do you do that? 
Well, I find people who are supportive of the idea of multiple loves. It's really easy to talk about that topic when other people are either understanding or compassionate for that group of people who don't practice just monogamy. And so really, it's an easy flowing conversation from there, be able to like have open discussions about some things that could be really shameful at times. Yeah. And like societally, right, especially with living in America, right? Like It is very man and woman based tends to be. And as someone who doesn't really follow that, even though, yes, I am married to a man, that's not really how I identify sexually. It can be a bit like outside of the norm, right? For people and finding spaces where they feel heard, where they feel supported, I think is so important. You said something in the green room that I want to bring up because I think it is so imperative, is that just because you are focusing your business on non-monogamous relationships doesn't mean that you're like, down with monogamy. (laughs) That's not the (laughs) attitude that you approach it at all. So can you tell us a little bit about how you express that? Yeah. So how I express, you know, being able to hold space for multiple different types of groups, because I kind of see this on a spectrum, because monogamy doesn't have to only be catered to the monogamy box. You know, there can be monogamish kind of, you know, having one partner, but maybe you have certain rules and then extending so forth and so forth until the other end of the spectrum, maybe you get to polyamory. And so really what I do to try to be able to kind of recognize and not alienate anyone by speaking more so towards non-monogamous groups of people is, honestly, I use a lot of the same tools that I use working with like couples who are monogamous. I use those with my non-monogamous clients and speakers and guests as well. So it's not anything out of the ordinary, like any information that I'm sharing that's new. The application is just a little bit different because we may have more dynamics involved. Mm -hmm. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Just kind of tailoring it right to the situation and the personalities, which I do find that a lot of coaching and therapy and things like that, you need that, right? Like you need it to be tailored to what you're struggling with in the moment. So you have been on a lot of podcasts. I was looking through your bio and your media page and all that stuff. And wow, incredible. But I know that this is something that I think is really important for podcasters as they grow their business, not only their businesses, it's so important for growing your business, but also in redirecting people to your podcast. So what does that strategy kind of look like for you in getting those people to say yes to you being on their show and things like that? Yes. So what I usually do is I'll listen to some of the podcasts that I'm looking into reaching out to. So before I even do that, I kind of like have like a set few categories in my mind of different things that I think that listeners would be interested in and that they would like content from me and would benefit from me. And so I kind of like go on Listen FM or something like that or ListenNotes.com and I'll just type in different categories of the things that I'm trying to be on. And so throughout that, I want to make sure that the podcast is active, that they're still putting out episodes. It doesn't make sense for me to reach out to podcasts that haven't posted in like a year or six months. 
after that, what I do is I make sure that they've probably had a guest in the past or that they're at least open to having a guest. Because if it's just a podcast of them talking and it's solo episodes, they're most likely not even going to be interested in having me as a guest. So I don't want to waste my time. So when I do that, I select a few episodes that might be more catered towards my audience. So like, for instance, if recently I guested on Kinky Cast and I saw that they did recently an episode about polyamory, I was like, perfect, maybe I can kind of do like a follow up episode about that. And so whenever I find something that either has an overlap of my market and their market, I'm like, perfect. Let me use that as gold to reach out, send an email, tell them what I loved about the episode, and let them know what value I can bring to their audience even more so. That way they're actually interested in me having, you know, being a guest on their podcast. I want to bring forward a few things that you mentioned that I think are really important. And the first is listen notes. So I've recently been on listen notes just to kind of see where some new clients are landing in the percentages. And you can see beyond charts, you can see some pretty interesting information about a podcast when you are going on listennotes.com. We'll make sure we link it in the show notes for anyone who's like driving or doing other things. But when you go on there, you can see what percentage and where they land in the percentage of podcasts in their category. You can also see what categories that they tend to follow, which I think is really good. And then also you see the cadence of the episodes. So are they every 14 days? Are they every seven days? Like how often are they releasing episodes? And if they're still active or not, like you mentioned. And I think that's really just telling of if the podcaster is serious about the content that they're producing, right? So that really quick, easy snapshot view of if a podcaster is going to be a good fit for you or not. And then I love, 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 and I preach this so much, is that going deeper instead of wider with content. And I know so many podcasters, especially those who have been podcasting for a long time, are looking to go deeper with their content. They don't want to bring in this idea and this idea. They want to just go a little deeper on the things that they've already talked about that they know their audience is already interested in. And so for you to go back and say, oh, they're already liking this topic, you listen to it, and then you see how you can bring additional value. Ding, ding, that's a winner. (laughs) Like really, 10 out of 10 would recommend every single time if you're looking to be a guest on a show that is established. So I love that you said those things. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I always say these. (laughs) Good, good, good. Perfect. So what about some other ways with like connecting with people who are maybe in the community, the, you know, different versions of non-monogamy communities in like getting them into your space? How do you kind of do that? So as far as getting people into my space and kind of like actually making myself known on the interwebs here is really what I do is connect with other people in the mental health community, other leaders in the different areas of non-monogamy. So if there's maybe a local meetup group or if there are some local like swinger clubs or places to practice different scenes for King, connecting with those and through just natural conversation. I I find that this is so easy to do. People will say something about a subject and I'll be like, oh, I did a podcast episode about that. And (laughs) then they are so interested. They're like, what? You podcast? And so 
so I think people fail to like use their superpower to like advertise their podcast within natural conversations with people. If you're doing something, if you're creating some sort of content, tell people about it because otherwise they're just not going to know and not going to ever find you. So really just be a walking advertisement for yourself is my best advice. (laughs) Yes. I recently heard this on a podcast episode that I was editing for a client and she was saying, if I'm at a baseball game for my kid, I'm not going to say, hey, I have this group program. That's not the vibe, right? Like That's not the thing that you're going to pitch to the soccer moms or any of that stuff. You're going to say something quick and easy that they can access without having to think too much. You already know that they probably listen to some type of either audiobooks or podcasts or something. Oh, I have a podcast. And most people are going to be like, what you do? That's crazy. And realizing this, guys, if you are someone who's been podcasting for a year, for over 25 episodes, like that puts you already in the top percentage of people who are doing the thing, right? Like most people don't make it past seven, 10 episodes and they fail because they realize, oh my goodness, this is a lot of effort. It takes a lot of coordination and figuring out that a lot of people don't have capacity to do, which is why of the millions and millions of podcasts that are on Spotify and other places, There's a very small percentage, I believe it's like out of 5 million podcasts on Spotify. I saw a stat once. It said there were 40,000 podcasts that were actually actively releasing an episode. And that was monthly. Like every month something is new coming from them at least, which I think is crazy. So if you think about it, like, hey, I just need to show up for my people. Like, There's maybe five other podcasts that are doing what you're doing. That's your competition. And that is it. So encouraging everyone to just keep going. What are some things that you have that have happened for you as a podcaster? I think for me, I have run into like a block before of what to talk about, even though There is so much to talk about when it comes to relationships and how to like navigate them and like giving advice and such. But I'm like, what the heck? I don't know what to do. And and so whenever that happens, I go back to the drawing board. I go back to my work, my day job, where I work with clients and they tell me their problems. And then I have all of, you know, the perfect content to be able to create different types of episodes that would be really beneficial for them as adjuncts to our own sessions that we have together. So that's really great. So that's one thing I've run into as like an issue I've been able to resolve. Another thing that you mentioned was the consistency. I myself have, of course, life gets in the way. I have run into issues with staying consistent. It's hard. It could be a lot of work launching your own podcast, being your own editor, being your own advertiser. You're basically doing like five jobs at once. So it's really hard. So I like to give myself a lot of compassion (laughs) and acknowledgement and not beat myself up over that because I'm not superwoman and I don't want to be. I don't want to do it all. I just want to do what I can and what my body and energy allows me to do. So like if you notice yourself kind of being run into the ground with the podcast, maybe it's time to take a break and, and you know, regroup, go back to the drawing board, find out what went wrong, and then come up with a plan to like navigate that better for the future. 
Yeah, so this is so important. We had an episode. My friend Lisa and I did an episode that was a bonus episode. I want to say it was about a year ago. And we titled it, Your Mental Health is More Important Than Your Podcast. And I think that this topic, we've revisited it so often, but I think that it's so important to remember that especially if you're doing everything, that you give yourself compassion. Like you said, I mean, we look at the big names like Amy Porterfield. I believe it was two summers ago, last summer, she had a webinar about growing your email list. And she said, every business owner should have a podcast. I have a lot of beef with that statement, like a lot of beef because she has a team helping her, supporting her where she literally shows up and talks into a microphone and her team handles the rest, right? Like something like my company does. And it's so important when you're taking advice from people that you understand those aspects. And someone who is new to the online business space might be thinking, oh, no, I have to start a podcast. Let's do it. And then they feel like a failure because they didn't realize how much work goes into it. So really giving yourself that grace, that compassion. And then also noting, like, here are the things that went wrong. How can I improve them in the future? Like you said, you were finding you weren't having anything to talk about or you maybe felt like you were repeating yourself a bit, which I do find happens a lot as a podcaster, right? Yeah. Like we're coming up on a hundred, over a hundred episodes, I believe at this point. And like, I feel like I'm repeating myself all the time, but it's okay. You guys like, it'll be the hundredth time you hear it, that it'll finally click. And that's great. Right. But it does feel like, oh man, what am I going to talk about today? But that's where I think having those things that you're already talking about in your day to day with those clients, finding what their struggles are can definitely help. So I love that you were able to discover that. When you're looking for guests, how do you kind of look at that, especially in making sure that they are aligned with the kinds of messages, since they are more sensitive, that they're things that are actually going to be good? Yeah. So one thing I do is I make sure they knew who I am and what I do and the type of people I work with. I would say like a good majority of the guests on my show practice monogamy or come from that framework where that's just the default mindset of what you assume people to be. So something that's actually been really heartwarming for me is when they'll come on my show, they'll actually say like, oh, I'm saying this because, you know, this is the mindset that I have of my usual clientele of like husband and wife, but this can be applicable to anyone. So that's something that I really, really look for and being able to have guests but also just people who know what they're talking about, just actually have good content to share. If I'm going to be talking to someone for like 30 to 45 minutes, I want it to be a good conversation and not a waste of my time, not a waste of my energy. I also want to learn something from them. And what's been really great about all of my guests is I've been also walking away with these bits of information that help me as a person, that help me as a clinician, that helps me in my own relationship. So I also look for guests that can teach me as well. Yes. And I love that idea of like following your curiosity too, right? Yes. As podcasters, our duty is to our audience. And so we have to obviously have conversations that are going to be beneficial for our audience, But also like, what are you interested in learning about? Where some things where you're like, I want to know their approach on that. And being able to use the podcast to create those connections, I love as well as 
also opening up their eyes to this idea of, hey, yes, this is your default, but maybe there's someone in your community that maybe if you tweaked your language, if you tweaked the things you talked about just a little bit where they might want support from you as well. So kind of opening up the space for other people to access help and support maybe in different communities. I just, I love that kind of ripple effect that I believe podcasting definitely has. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Going back to being a guest, how do you ensure that you are making the episode as visible as possible? And I've seen this a lot of different ways, right? Like, as the host, making sure that your guest has all the assets that they need to be able to share the episode, and also noting that more likely than not, they're still not going to share the episode, right? Like this happens so much. But then as a guest, ensuring that, hey, you're maximizing this free press, really, the best way that you can. So how do you do that? So one way I maximize it that's really easy, that is natural for people looking to find me anyways, is I post that on my website. That's a free market right there. Anybody can look at that. That's going to be on there permanently. I don't have to do anything about that. I don't have to click a like button or share or like write a post. It's there. Boom. Done. So I love being able to put it on my website. I also kind of utilize it during like blog post making, during my email content marketing of like sending things to my subscribers. I'm like, hey, I thought about this today. By the way, I have an episode about this that has been really beneficial for even clients I have already met that hasn't listened to that episode. Now they're introduced to my podcast and now they're a subscriber. That's good. (laughs) Other ways to share. One thing that I want to get into is Pinterest pinning of like Mm. the episodes because I heard on something that Pinterest is more of an search engine rather than like social media. And so like keywording that as much as I can to be able to like find what people are looking for, I think is a really great place. Other than that, just regular social media, you know, you got your Facebook, you got your Instagram. And this isn't talked about as much as it should be, but Reddit is a goldmine for people either wanting to guess, advertising their podcast or looking for guests and just posting things in the correct subreddits. You know, there are certain rules sometimes that you have to follow. So make sure you follow those. But Reddit can be a goldmine for being able to advertise your podcast. Wow, that is fascinating. We've definitely not had anyone talk about that. So I've never even considered it. Like literally I will Google something and Reddit will pop up and it'll be like, do you want to download the app? And I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. (laughs) So I don't go on Reddit nearly as much as, you know, some other people might. But I think that that is so interesting, especially for topics like this, right? Because I, I know of Reddit that a lot of people do go on there looking for relationship advice saying, hey, this is my situation. What do you think? What should I do? And so being able to use your expertise in your podcast episodes of like, hey, I have an episode on that. And this is these are the like giving value, obviously, and not just being like link drop, right? We know we don't like that, guys. Reddit or otherwise, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) But like really giving value and being like top tips. Here are more on this episode. I think that's such a fantastic strategy. Like, yes. Why are people not utilizing this or talking about it? Mm -hmm. Love it. Especially if you're someone who uses Reddit already. 
right? Yeah. I don't, and I probably won't, so that's okay. But moving on to the Pinterest thing, that is actually one of our top places that we are getting people to our website is from Pinterest and talking about podcasting because people will search Pinterest for podcasting ideas, podcasting tips, and they'll be pinning it to things. And we get new followers like every week. It's crazy. As well as people that subscribe to my email that I'm like, I I don't know you. That's cool. Yay. (laughs) You're not my sister. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Like people I've never met. So I think that Pinterest is such an underutilized place. And I do have a friend who teaches business owners like boot camp style how to get their Pinterest going. So we'll make sure that we link her stuff in the show notes. I don't have her name off the top of my head, but I did see that she was doing something recently. So I definitely want to make sure that we link her stuff. But yeah, it's definitely, I think, underused as well. Just Pinterest in general for podcasting. And there are ways that you can do it where it's not like, podcast 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 right especially if you're writing some really decent content on your website already Mm -hmm. is there anything we talked about that you're like oh this is something that's happened to me as a podcast host or a podcast guest and i definitely want to talk about it i think sometimes for me when i have guested on podcasts i will have a mind fart And I'm like, wait a second, what did the host just say? Like, I don't even know how to answer that question. And of course, I don't want to look dumb and say, wait, what question did you just ask me? (laughs) So I want to acknowledge, like, it's okay, you're human, it's going to be like normal for you to like, maybe even get starstruck and like be nervous about it. I remember for me, like even the the recent podcast I did on Kinky Cast, I was really, really nervous about that for some reason. Because again, I'm I'm more in the non-monogamy community rather than kink. And I don't advertise myself as that as my niche. And I was like, am I really going to be good enough? Am I like imposter syndrome was happening for me? Am I going to give them valuable content? Is this going to be, you know, great for me? And I had a wonderful conversation with the host. I think the the advice I would give for that is just let the host lead. They'll catch you when you're f- fallen and you don't need to worry about the, if I'm good enough, the, what do I do when X, Y, Z happens? One, editing exists. Thank God. Um, <laughs> so we can edit out all of the uhs or the brain farts if, you know, is really needed. Number two, you're in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing. If they're running a podcast and they have multiple episodes, they know how to carry the conversation or wrap you back around or to be able to ask the question in a way that's actually going to give good content. So I think that's something that's really important that isn't talked about too often is that imposter syndrome and nervousness. <laughs> as a guest. Yes. And that's so important to talk about because I recently had someone on the show and they were talking about this, like the conversation is between you and one other person, maybe two if they have a co-host and then it's shared. That is it. Like you're not going up on stage and like presenting between like in front of hundreds of people. It is you and one other person having a conversation about something that you're probably passionate about, and then it's going to get disseminated to everyone else. And also noting that, yes, for the editing side, I recently did this with someone for one of our clients where I was like, they had to ask the question again. The person kind of went off on a tangent. 
literally we were able to cut and paste it a bit to make Mm -hmm. it make sense, make it flow in an effort to one, make our host look fantastic, right? Like that's the goal, but also to make the guest look fantastic. The host wants you to be fantastic as well as the guest because they want you to share it, right? If you don't sound good, if you are, you know, making a bunch of flubs throughout the whole episode, then you're probably less likely to promote it or share it with your audience or feel good about the episode. And so this is really, really important for the host to make sure that you do sound great. So you're in good hands as long as you listen to the past episodes and they all sound good, right? Like some people go a little lower on the editing and they're like, just going to slap it together. Note that, right? Like note that you might sound a little crazy for a bit. (laughs) That's okay. You might have a lot of ums. And instead, just know, okay, this one will go maybe at the bottom of my media page. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's okay to have some oopsies out there. You know, as long as you are connecting, you are making content. I mean, that's the point. Because it's about consistency. It is also about quality. But consistency matters as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, This has been such a fun conversation, Paige. Where can people find you, hang out with you, listen to your podcast? Okay. People can find me on my website at pagebond.com. My podcast is called Stubborn Love, and that's available everywhere. So just use your favorite podcaster. And you want to hang out with me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, my handle is Jealousy to Joy because that is my niche, being able to help get you, you know, rid of that jealousy and be able to actually love without feeling insecure. I love it. So good. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy. 